recently in a site called Demonizi in the Republic of Georgia, a treasure trove, rather, a treasure trove of hominid bones, stone tools, and animal remains turned up, dated to about 1.75 million years ago. Three skulls found there in 1999 and in subsequent years had brain capacities of 770, 700, rather 650, and most surprising, a mere 600 cubic centimeters. This put all of them well below the capacity found in Homo ergaster and erectus. The stone tools were not Acheulean in nature, but were similar to the adventitious Aldoan tools associated with Homo habilis. And it is clear from a few associated fossil bones like clavicles, an upper arm, foot bones, and so forth, that these were small creatures about the size of Homo habilis. For now, late 2006, these remains have been classified as Homo erectus, but others see them as intermediate species between Homo habilis and erectus. In fact, some say that four different species are involved at Demanisi, and some Georgian scholars argue that at least one of them is a brand new species, Homo georgicus. Whatever they were taxonomically, they could have been the pioneering ancestors of proper, big, Homo erectus, or dead-end groups that, for some, for reasons now inexplicable, left Africa, reached Georgia, and died out. It is altogether possible that many times over the millennia, people in Africa began to expand their ranges, proceeding into what were probably Africa-like regions. Fossil giraffes and ostriches, for example, have been found in Dimanisi site. We will return to this period of time and these players on the evolutionary stage. But first, we need to put some of the early steps of human evolution into a sharper focus, the better to perceive the role of women along the way. 3. Importance of Being Upright In which we look back from present conditions to early human evolution and find that the female pelvis may have well well have saved all us humans from a life of bowling alone, as well as letting us become super smart. The legendary New Yorker essayist E.B. White might well have been talking about human evolution when he wrote, There's no limit to how complicated things can get on account of one thing leading to another. What happened? that let us become human? Did anything absolutely make us become human? These questions led to very complicated matters, 
many competing answers and some few that are complementary. Practically all the answers proffered are subject to immediate revision with the emergence of new fossil and artificial evidence, rather artifactual evidence, which seems to be happening with greater frequency these days, probably as a result of more paleoanthropologists and archaeologists combing the earth than ever before. One way to look at the matter raised by such questions is to see members of the human race today as very fortunate survivors. We derived from Miocene apes, the Miocene being the period from about 23 million years ago to about 5.2 million years ago. Along the way from there to the present, virtually every lineage of great ape and hominid offshoot vanished, died out. No one is in much doubt that the variety of hominid species, some of whom were introduced in the last chapter, was probably greater than we know from present fossil evidence. But of all the hominids that ever walked the earth, only one species remains. Today, there are but four species of great ape, gorillas, orangutans, chimpanzees, and bonobos, the latter having previously been called pygmy chimps. Yet from about 23 million years ago to some 17 to 16 million years ago, the early Miocene, the world was brimming of ape species. In all, there were at least 30 genera of apes, each one, each with one or more species. And they inhabited the rainforests, temperate woodlands, and swamps of Asia, Europe, and Africa. Some were relatively small climbers and leapers. Others were much larger and partly terrestrial. Some ate fruits, others leaves, and still others seeds or nuts. And a few may have had a more diverse but still vegetarian diet. From all of this ape creativity, only four great ape species remain, along with the smaller gibbons and Siamangs, and they are confined to parts of Africa and parts of Southeast Asia. How is that? 